Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Sylvia Plath, who died on February 11th, 1963 at the age of 30. So yesterday was the anniversary of her death. So today I'm going to read a Sylvia Plath poem. Before I get to that, though, I want to remind you about our poetry memorization contest. Today's February 12th, Tuesday, February 12th, which means there are two days left for our young listeners to submit their recitations of J.R.R. Tolkien's poetry. Remember, it is eight lines of poetry, and you can post on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, however you like, with the hashtag Daily Poem or hashtag Daily Poem Podcast, if you like, or feel free to tag us at Close Reads Pods on Instagram. As described on previous podcasts, we will choose winners from each of the different age groups, and the winners will receive great prizes such as beautiful books. So again, don't forget about that. Hashtags either the Daily Poem or hashtag Daily Poem Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Make sure it is at least eight lines. I assume most of you are hard at work or have already submitted. We've been seeing lots of submissions come through, and those are pretty exciting. Lots of great work out there. So um, I am excited to pour over those. After a few days, we will announce the winner, and then we will run an episode where we uh, actually play for you those winning recitations. All right, with that, let's get over to this poem by Sylvia Plath. It's called Two Lovers and a Beachcomber by the Real Sea. It was first published in 1955, which was actually the year that she graduated from Smith College, and it was awarded the Glasscock Prize. I'll read it, and then offer a few comments about this poem and Sylvia Plath, and then that'll be it for today. Two Lovers and a Beachcomber by the Real Sea Cold and final, the imagination shuts down its fabled summer house. Blue views are boarded up. Our sweet vacation dwindles in the hourglass. Thoughts that found a maze of mermaid hair tangling in the tide's green fall now fold their wings like bats and disappear into the attic of the skull. We are not what we might be. What we are outlaws all extrapolation beyond the interval of now and here. White whales are gone with the white ocean. A lone beachcomber squats among the rack of kaleidoscope shells, probing fractured Venus with a stick under a tent of taunting gulls. No sea change decks the sunken shank of bone that chucks and backtrack of the wave. Though the mind like an oyster labors on and on, a grain of sand is all we have. Water will run by. The actual sun will scrupulously rise and set. No little man lives in the exacting moon. And that is that, is that, is that. There was a decent bit of writing that came out yesterday online about Sylvia Plath's life, uh, including the fact that if she were living today, she probably would have been diagnosed as bipolar. She was certainly clinically depressed for most of her adult life, and um, she was even treated multiple times with electroconvulsive therapy. And her poetry explores her sad and troubled inner life. And the confessional nature of her poetry is one of the things that makes her so well-known and even so beloved. And this poem is an early example of uh, the things that make her work what it is, that define her poetry. Much like, say, Emily Dickinson, her work floats in and out of the, quote, real world, the world of the things that she's looking at, the things that she's seeing, and then sort of abruptly floats back into some train of thought. And her self-awareness is one of the things that makes her memorable and makes her most like Dickinson. 
there's an awareness to the way her imagination works, to to the fact that it is working, to the fact that it is processing things, to the fact that it is jumping from one thing to the next. Um, and that is the work of poetry. But in Sylvia Plath, it's done in such a self-aware way. And that's where some of the most deeply felt emotions come out, the things that most move us as readers uh, and seem to have moved her as the poet. Her recognition that she is troubled is in all of her poetry, but she's able to express that troubledness with real sublimity. And even here in this poem, there is something of a dissonance between the sort of vacation theme that she's offering up and her own consciousness. The idea of the summer house as a place where she should be happy but the recognition that she's not. So there's this dissonance that happens there. And ultimately it seems that Plath views a search for happiness, for contentment, for that summer house to be futile, to be purely a figment of imagination, to be nothing more than what the man on the moon is, a story we tell for some degree of fancy um, and to help us get by. Of course, there's always lingering over it the idea of what we might be, this idea of possibility, something to strive for that, that she's self-aware enough to realize she can't quite reach. Um, and, and that is the tragedy of Sylvia Plath, I think. I don't want to oversimplify um, or make too little of her sadness, but I think in this poem it comes out very profoundly and uh, thus is worth taking a look at on the anniversary of her death. So I'll read it one more time. This is Two Lovers and a Beachcomber by the Real Sea. Cold and final, the imagination shuts down its fabled summer house. Blue views are boarded up. Our sweet vacation dwindles in the hourglass. Thoughts that found a maze of mermaid hair tangling in the tide's green fall now fold their wings like bats and disappear into the attic of the skull. We are not what we might be, What we are outlaws all extrapolation beyond the interval of now and here. White whales are gone with the white ocean. A lone beachcomber squats among the rack of kaleidoscope shells, probing fractured Venus with a stick under a tent of taunting gulls. No sea change decks the sunken shank of bone that chucks in backtrack of the wave. Though the mind like an oyster labors on and on, a grain of sand is all we have. Water will run by. The actual sun will scrupulously rise and set. No little man lives in the exacting moon, and that is that, is that, is that. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks for listening. Be back tomorrow with another one.